one. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kubo. I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 28. This is Pixel. He's uh, 37. Uh, close, close. I'm 34. He's 34. Uh, welcome yet. to No Content, <laughs> episode number four, guys. How's it hanging? Uh, everyone out there on the interwebs, welcome back, guys. Uh, Pixel, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. Just kind of chilling and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, before we really jump into the podcast, as always, guys, just need to remind you that we're finally on uh, Spotify and we just got approved for iTunes like 15 minutes ago, apparently, according to my email. Yeah. So we are on iTunes. If you guys want to go check us out, you guys can go check out the links in the episode description down below. Uh, if you guys is first time here, this is no content. Me and my buddy Pixel, who's 34, apparently, I just found out, uh, <laughs> talk about whatever Dude, comes no. to mind. Uh, we usually record this whenever we want to and then we upload it uh whenever we want to as well <laughs> so welcome there's no show notes for this podcast we kind of just shoot the crap for about 40 minutes or so so i hope that you guys enjoy but uh yeah first off uh, you know first thing i want to get into straight into it pixel straight into it all right i had the weirdest encounter tonight at dinner okay and this is it. what i wanted to talk to you about when i forgot so so you know what's what's today's day in america what's today's day um i don't think there's anything no no well, no, no like what is the day monday i mean tuesday <laughs> yes it's tuesday <laughs> and what weekly holiday do we celebrate every tuesday pixel in america taco tuesday yes <laughs> correct <laughs> thank you um so you know i decided taco tuesday right um it helped me like there's this place in california we have called del taco back in the day oh. it used to be three tacos 99 cents now it's about three tacos buck 50 you know, they're not the greatest mm -hmm. tacos ever, but they're pretty decent, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, decided to go to the drive-thru, and it was hella packed, dude. This drive-thru was hella packed. Like, it took, like, 30 minutes to get through this drive-thru. I don't think it was worth it, but it was. I was too lazy to cook tonight. I mean, it is a holiday. And it is a holiday. True, I need to treat myself every week. <laughs> so, I'm in this drive-thru, and, you know, like, when the drive-thru gets, like, really long, like, do you ever just throw your car into park? Oh, yeah. Totally. And you're just like, yeah, you're just chilling, right? You're just chilling. Like, it doesn't really matter, right? So I throw my car into park, and the car in front of me maybe moves up, I want to say, a third of a length of an average size, like, compact car. So not that much, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's say four feet. And out of nowhere, someone just lays down the horn behind me. <laughs> like, in the drive, we're in the drive thru, mind you. We're in the drive thru. And it's just like, mur, 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 mur. and I look back, and it's just like this old, like, it's this old lady, like, in her 80s, just, like, throwing up her hands, getting, like, super pissed. And she's just like, go! Go! And she's, like, getting super mad at me, like, telling me to go. She's, like, a couple cars behind, too. It's, like, yeah. me, a car, and then her car. And she's, like, getting all mad at me. So then I'm like, okay. So I move, like, two feet forward. And then, like, maybe five minutes later, you know, cars kind of, like, inch a little bit forward. Like, it's nothing crazy, right? And mm -hmm. again old lady just starts hammering her horn down and this happens the whole way through the drive-thru <laughs> it is the most bizarre encounter i've ever had at a drive-thru like anytime any car moved like had like any little inch of clearance space or whatever she was like laying down the horn or just like rapidly beeping the horn like telling people to go and like yelling at people like making eye contact with them dude, dude it was tacos just bring out the worst in people dude yeah so my question <laughs> is what's the weirdest encounter you've ever had at like a fast food place or like just road rage in general i guess this is counted road rage when we weren't even on the road <laughs> but like you know what's like you have any cool like road rage stories or anything i don't think anything cool happens from road rage in my in my experience well member i guess memorable would be the right way to put it um i mean the only memorable thing i can think of right now um was it's, it wasn't involving road rage but it did happen at a fast food place mm-hmm and uh, I was at a Popeye's, and this was in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, I was w waiting in line to order and what, minding my own business when someone comes up to me and just, like, starts staring at me, start staring me down. And Old person, young person, like, what are we talking here? Older person, probably in their 50s or okay. maybe even 60s. Okay. And just the only reason he was trying to stare me down was that he was trying to figure out what race I was. <laughs> And he was like, so he told like, you this. Yeah. Like after the fact. Like, yeah. I was like, like, I was like, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, what are you? And that's okay, so, so awkward for, for anybody who's an Asian living in America. They know this feeling. 
Yeah, David. okay, yeah. By the way, side note, audio <laughs> listeners, we're both Asian, okay? Pixel's Chinese, I'm Japanese. I guess we kind of don't look like it, though, to be fair. At least that's what people tell us. I don't know. Yeah, and, 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 and like, he was trying so very hard to guess what my race was. And he's like, are you Filipino? Yeah. Are you Mexican? Right. Are you Japanese? And I'm like, no, I'm neither. I'm Chinese. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the conversation just cut right off. And that was that. He turned around and walked away. And I'm like, what is that? happening That is here? so random. Did he already order his food and stuff like that? I don't know. I think he was just like standing around. He didn't, he didn't order anything. He just left. Did he look homeless or anything? Like what, like, what was his deal? <laughs> he might have been. He didn't seem homeless. That's so like crazy. A, like a normal guy. Maybe like a little disheveled. But like that was like the strangest experience. I was like, oh, am I going to have to like throw down in a second here (laughs) it's so weird do you get offended when people ask that question like what type because like here's the thing for me so my background is like um my parents are second generation but they're pretty americanized like i'm pretty Mm -hmm. americanized as well like my parents story is like on both sides of my family like when their parents immigrated over here to america around the 1940s 1950s they pretty much just embraced american culture and like totally shunned like any type of like japanese culture they had so, like, mm. growing up for me, it was, like, I never knew how to use chopsticks until, like, I moved out and, like, hung out with, like, more Asian friends. Like, I was kind of the only Asian person. We didn't really, mm-hmm. like, consume Asian food or even, like, do Asian customs. Mm. Like, attend Buddhist temple or, like, any of the kind of stereotypical stuff you hear about, like, Asian people. Like, got to study really hard. Got to do music. Got to take your shoes off in the house. Like, it just, <laughs> right, like we didn't right. care. So, for me... Like, for me personally, it's always strange when someone's like, what are you? Because, like, my default is I usually just say I'm American. I don't say like, and they're like, no, no, no. What Asian are you? I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm Japanese. Like, I totally forget, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I don't get offended by like, I don't really care. But I know some people do. Like, what's your take on that? Like, when people are like, what kind of Asian are you? Like, do you care if people ask you that, or is it just kind of like, eh, whatever? Like, you kind of just deal with it, or um, is it is uh, if is it annoying because you're just like, I'm American. Like, who cares? Or like, what? <laughs> um, it really depends on how it, how it's asked. Like, normally I don't care. Like, they want to know, fine. Like, it doesn't really bug me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a thing. Like, I, I didn't control how I was born. Right, yeah. Um, so it's just a thing to me. But it it bugs me if it leads into something else, if it leads into, like, some sort of negative stereotype or if they're trying to, like, oh, yeah. make fun of it. Yeah. Then, yeah. But normally, like, if they want to just ask, that's fine. Because actually, um, one thing that uh, uh, Chinese people do, at least the ones that I'm around, is they sort of, they, they just ask, like, what is your background? Huh, okay. It's kind of like a, a conversation starter for us. Interesting. So it's kind of like a, an accepted thing. Huh. So, you know, for the, for the most part, I don't mind it. Yeah, it's just like kind of whatever's or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other weird incidences I've ever had in fast food places, but I don't think I've had that many weird, like, conversations or, like, anything, like, kind mm-hmm. of, like awkward happen mm-hmm. i don't think at least i've had like just like like that was the, the the that was like the thing that just happened today where it's like oh by the way the tacos were okay they were decent <laughs> <laughs> like you, you can't beat a price on on tacos you know what i mean well, are you are not. you ups uh do you celebrate taco tuesday occasionally but here's the thing mm-hmm. i love mexican food but i hate cilantro it does it Tastes like a uh, mouthwash to you or what soap or whatever. It tastes like bleach. Yeah, you know that's genetic. It, yeah, yeah, it's genetic and affects like thirty percent of the population uh, yeah. like across the world. Yeah, my cousin, my cousin, uh, who ironically is half Japanese, half Mexican, <laughs> he also has it. So Ooh, it's kind of funny because he looks more Hispanic than he does Japanese or whatever. So like every time yeah. we go to like, uh, you know, some of the place like Mexican places around here, it's like, what yeah. the heck, dude. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm an extra cilantro guy. Like, I love this stuff. I know. For you, it doesn't taste good. <laughs> but for me, it's like, it's like, it's like refreshing. Like, like, I guess the comparison is like, you know, like when you get a burger and like, mm-hmm. like it has like a, like you get a good burger and uh, it has like a solid piece of lettuce on it. Yeah. And it just like tastes like refreshing, like that crunch or that crisp. Or like, like you're at cream barbecue and like you put like the, the the lettuce wrap around like the pork belly or whatever and you eat it. Yeah, like that, yeah. that, that's what it tastes like to me. That's what cilantro is for me in Mexican food because Mexican food is kind of heavy, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of like cuts down on that like heaviness and it's like a crispiness or like a freshness that right. I really like, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. Like I, I get like how people describe it, but mm-hmm. whenever I eat it, it overpowers every single other flavor in the dish. Like I can't taste anything but the cilantro. Have you and had people the- sneak it in for you and you still notice? Like have yes. you gotten oh really? Wow. I, I taste one single leaf in there. And really? I'm like, what is wow. this? Why is this in here? <laughs> wow. And I pick it out. Like okay. it, it, it's so powerful to me. That's crazy. Besides like that, I guess, cause it's genetic. Like what other things do you eat? Like what don't you like to eat? I guess is my question. Like um, that's not genetic related cause you can't <laughs> or whatever. The only other thing that I don't like eating is seafood. Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. And that goes across like everything that comes from the sea that goes for like shellfish, just mm-hmm. regular fish. Um, and then it doesn't matter. Cooked raw. Cooked raw. Like, I've had it, and it just doesn't do it for me. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Right. I'm not going to go out of my way to order this. Hmm. I'll eat it if it's served to me. And if it's, if it's like a, a thing that I'm being served, and like I'm not going to insult someone by saying, no, I'm not going to eat this. Right, eat yeah. It, but I'm not going to really enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like cooked fish a lot. There's actually this pl- – see, here's the thing, man. I don't, I don't like – Okay, so here's the thing. When it comes to food, I have a belief that it should be able to be consumed on its own. Right? Like if they if someone presents me anything, a steak, a burger, Chinese food, anything, pho, it should be able mm-hmm. to be palatable enough to where if I eat it on its own, it will be really really good, right? So what I mean by that is I don't like it when people like let like we go to a pho place or a ramen place and they're like Yo, but you got to add sriracha to this. It tastes way better with the sriracha. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it should stand yeah. on its own when you when you consume it. You know what I mean? So sure, yeah. I don't like cooked fish as well. Like I never have liked cooked fish. I've never liked the taste of it. It's always like really dry. And I'm talking like stereotypical American cooked fish. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's always like you have to add tartar sauce or cocktail sauce. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to it yeah. to make it like more palatable. And I just think that's like a bad like food design. I guess <laughs> you could say it with it, right? Like I don't want to like go to a ramen place and it's like yo, but you got to add this chili paste to it, dude. It makes it a lot better. It's like no, dude. Like I should be able to just like the food should just be presented to me. I eat it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. But then if I want to yeah. change up the flavor, I can't add whatever I want to it. But when it feels mm-hmm. like it's almost mandatory to add to some type of food, that's when I'm kind of like, eh. You know, yeah, so yeah. seafood raw or cooked for you though, right? Raw or cooked. I like, doesn't matter if it has something on it, off of it. Doesn't matter. Like you've had, I'm assuming various variations of it over your lifetime. Oh yeah, like I've had sushi, I've had like sashimi. I mixed it with soy sauce and wasabi, and it just doesn't do it for me. Wow. Like huh. it just, uh, it's just I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the fish that comes with um Korean uh, banchan. And like, like you said, that's like just really dry and just not really, doesn't really taste good. I don't like that fish though as well, because it's like, are you talking about the one that's like, it it just looks like pieces of beef jerky. (laughs) It's the only way I can describe, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's it's like the whole fish. It comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the head and tail and everything. Yeah. Cause there's like like the ones that are like little brown pieces of like, they look like cardboard. That you get like uh, cream barbecue. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. I think like they're they're like the really tiny things, right? Yeah, the I don't like tiny, those. Uh, smelt. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's my other gripe about food. With the, you know the fish you're talking about, I don't yeah. like eating them because they have bones in them. I hate that. So I hate that. Like pain. I get that stupid fish. I, here's the thing. I don't like to work for my food, right? <laughs> like my food is my enjoyment time. I have limited time to enjoy this. I only enjoy it three time, three to four times a day. I'm not wasting 20 minutes of that to like dissect something. So for example, I don't like crab, right? I like crab. Mm -hmm. I like eating crab, but I don't like the process of eating a crab. Does that Uh make sense? Yeah. Because I don't like breaking it open and stuff. That little fish don't like dissecting it to like Mm -hmm. having to eat it. Even Korean barbecue. Sometimes I get pissed off because I got to cook it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be prepared. I I want it now. Like I'm totally American when it comes like that. You know, there's a saying with crab, like, you, you will starve on crab alone. And what that means is it takes so much time to crack open a crab and eat it is that you'll starve just trying to eat. Nothing That's but funny. Um, you know, speaking of crabs, did you hear what happened at a melee tournament this weekend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So transitioning over to it's just something totally uh, random. If you guys didn't hear, there was a Super Smash Brothers tournament that was held this weekend in Maryland. Uh, what state is Maryland in? It's it is a state. It, oh, in the state of Maryland. Yep, I do that, guys. Just kidding, you guys. <laughs> it was in a city in the state of Maryland. I don't know the city specifically. Um, yeah, I knew that, guys. But um, apparently, a competitor in uh, in this tournament got to grand finals and got a crab thrown out of him while he was went after he won the game. So let me let me just give you the let me just give you the breakdown of what happened. There's a guy named Hungrybox. He plays a character named Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is considered uh, a different play style from what the game usually offers. It's slower, more strategic. You kind of wait for your opponent to mess up, and then you kind of go in and take advantage of that and counter it. People don't like the play style. Hungrybox has been the number one ranked Super Smash Bros. player for the last year and a half, and people have said that Melee is dead. He's literally won like every major tournament in the last year and a half. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So he won, and some fan, or not fan, I should say, but someone in the audience threw a raw crab at him. Like an actual crab. It was a real crab dead, but raw crab at him <laughs> from the stands. Oh because of the Twitch meme, there's a meme, if you guys don't know, where um, it's like a little, it's like this song, but you play this song and there's crabs dancing in it, and people will say, like, crab emoji, um, melee is dead, crab emoji. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that was what the meme was for. Now, apparently they caught the guy, they kicked him out, but apparently he said he never intended to try to hit Hungrybox with it. He just meant in general that, like, the game sucks, apparently, and apparently he was, like, a Smash Ultimate player or something like that. What's your take on that, Pixel? That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's just, like, how do you take a meme from Twitch chat and turn it into a weapon? Yeah, it's like, like literally threw a crap at some dude. It, it's just, it's so cringe, too. Like, I don't it like is. using that word a lot because we're on Twitch, and it's like, I feel like it's one of those words that's like, people will do normal things on stream where they'll just be having fun on stream, and they'll speak, oh, that's so cringe. It's like, that's not cringe, mm-hmm. just having fun. Like, oh, he talked yeah. to a girl? That's cringe. Like, you know what I mean? Right, but it right. was, it is pretty cringy. <laughs> like, this one it takes the cake. Like, that's really yeah. cringy. It's like video game. This guy just won. He's like popping off. He's super excited, and you're gonna you're gonna pull like a Kanye West on him and like Taylor Swift a mic from him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like take away his spotlight by throwing a crab. Because pretty much what happened was the crab was thrown. He got up. He got super pissed. Obviously, he walked off stage, and they didn't even do the award ceremony. Yeah. He, well, didn't Hungrybox like pick up the crab and start yelling at the crab like, "Who threw this?" Yeah. Like, he's, he's like holding this crab, yeah. like shaking it in his hand. Yeah. And then he like threw it down on the ground or whatever. Um, he did have his redemption arc. He did stream last night eating a crab. The whole stream was him not talking, eating this giant crab that he ordered <laughs> with extra butter while he played uh, a one-hour uh, crab rave song, like the whole time or whatever. So that was pretty oh, good. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, <laughs> so that was like something that ended up like happening or whatever, which is like, I don't know, pretty interesting or whatever. And like, <sighs> I don't know. It's one of those things where... <sighs> I don't know. So what? How, the thing I want to know, I guess, is how did he get the crab <laughs> into the venue? Right. What, what do you well, think? I mean, what do you think he did, Pixel? I mean, it's not going to be set up by metal detector, so he probably like stuffed it in his pants. Mm, this is true. This is true. But uh, anyway, moving on. I know you wanted to talk to <laughs> you wanted to talk about some stuff, <laughs> right? I just. What else do we have to say about that? You know what I mean? Like, what else is there to say or whatever? Like, the guy got a crab thrown about him. I like it, it's it's it looked as it looks as ridiculous as it sounds. Go check out the clip. It was like it's like all over the internet right now. But yeah. I know that you had some stuff that you wanted to talk about, or you had some topics that you wanted to talk about. So go for it, Pixel. Well, yeah. what, what's on um, your mind, buddy? Uh, I, so I was reading this article today about um, it's from Polygon and mm. it's about Epic and how. Oh, they, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They, I've seen this article. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so for for those who haven't read it, it's about Epic and their work culture and how their success with Fortnite has driven them to work like hundred hour weeks every single week since the game has been out. Now that's like a year and a half. And, you know, it exploded in the beginning of, like, 2018. So they've been crunching right. for, like, the past year and a half. Like, that is absolutely insane. And there's this pressure inward to keep going, keep patching, keep adding new things. Mm-hmm. And, yes, like, it's amazing how fast they can get all these things done. Yeah, because, like, like, every killing. two weeks or something, that's, like, a patch comes out, right? Yeah, like, that speed is, like, completely insane. 
like no one has ever done that for like the reason that you know you just burn out and you would just like your health would just be destroyed mm-hmm. but they're doing it and like it's it's kind of unfathomable because like i i, I i've had experience with the game industry i've worked in it mm-hmm. and i know what this is like and i know the pressures that you feel as an employee to work these crazy hours right like um you always feel like you're in danger of losing your job. Right, right. And that's because there's always like a hungry college graduate that's ready to take your job at any second mm-hmm. because they could probably do just as well as you. They'll get paid less and they won't complain. Right. So as soon as you start complaining, you uh, lose any kind of leverage you have and you just get pushed out for someone who won't complain. Right. And will just stay all these hours. Um. So this kind of problem keeps persisting and it keeps happening. And it, it happens across every game studio because people are just too afraid to speak out because they really love the game industry. Right. The, the only people that work in it are people that love it. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I read that and it's pretty crazy. And it also makes a lot of sense properly because there's a lot of things that I think people, like people who play Fortnite, there's a lot of things they complain about oh, I don't like mm-hmm. this, I don't like this, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why doesn't Epic fix this? There's still this bug that's in the game. And like, I read that article and it was like, oh, this makes sense why certain mm-hmm. things aren't being fixed, like certain bugs or certain like things aren't being added or taken away fast enough yeah. because it's like they probably can't with like how like crunched their schedule is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, probably I... too nuts to do. Right. And they just keep changing things that they really don't have the time to test for they're always just like push it out just push it out make the change mm-hmm. you know add this new thing don't bother with it if it doesn't work we'll fix it later right and i think another thing that article mentioned too is like a lot of those people are contractors right yeah so, so that's a that's a pretty have... big thing they're not like i think the vibe with contractors is like they're expendable they're not really like part yes. of the company right like they're not really part of like the core group of the company or whatever right um, and I mean, not specifically at Epic, but at other places, if you are a contractor, you are kind of like labeled like with a scarlet letter. Like you're you're not part of the family. You're not right, like, right. Uh, part of the people that you know um, actually are shedding blood, sweat, and tears for the game. Right, you're exactly. Just a contractor. Right, right. Okay, hold on one sec. I gotta do something. Keep talking, Pixel. Keep giving your <laughs> ideas. You got the solo content right now. This is Pixel's time <laughs> to shine. One sec. All right. Oh God. All right, so I don't know what's going to have to change with this industry because this is absolutely not sustainable. Oh, I hear a dog. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to get on a soapbox here for a second and talk about like how every single games company, almost every single one, there are a few um, that don't kill their employees, and um, I mean, one of them is Blizzard. I know that, um, but this i don't know what needs to happen for this to stop i don't know if they need to have a union i don't even know if they need to uh i don't know just uh, stop supporting these companies altogether i have absolutely no idea how to fix this because there are always people that are willing to join these game companies and work for pennies on the dollar and it's part of the reason why i left it too i just couldn't deal with it anymore but um another thing it also is like the competition that you see overseas it's not just competition inside of America, not just college students here, but it's also artists, programmers and stuff in Eastern Europe and other places that work for a fraction of what an American needs in order to live. And so you're also fighting them for your own job. And it's just like a race to the bottom. And unfortunately, this is happening in the games industry. It's happening in the film industry. It's happening in a whole bunch of other places. And it's not good. And this is part of the reason um, you're seeing uh, microtransactions happen in games too, because in order to support American workers, you need bigger income streams. Yep, I see. Sorry, sorry, not to cut you off. Keep going, but uh, daughter, I, random I, podcast tangent. Daughter saw like a huge spider, and I had to kill it. So she was waiting okay. outside my door. So I had to do that. So hopefully, pixels, <laughs> pixel thought time was pretty good. Maybe we'll make that a regular I, thing where I just take a five minute break. I just leave and have a smoke break. I come back. Thanks, thanks, man. Okay, I, keep going, keep going. See, I was getting on my soapbox. I was talking about microtransactions and stuff, and like how 
-hmm. If you have to support an American workforce with a studio in America, you have to generate more income to support it. Right. As opposed to like hiring a bunch of like artists and programmers out in like, I don't know, Ukraine or Romania or whatever. Right. Because they're doing some pretty good work out there. And they work for a fraction of the dollar. Right. Do you think and that so, do you think that in the future people will more likely like ship this stuff overseas, do you think? Like like EA or Activision or any of these companies? Mm, or do you think what's working now, like it just works and they don't think it's already it? happening. Okay. It's already happening. And uh, a lot of big games will outsource certain parts of the game to like say China. Um and they'll be like, Hey, we're making a game. And we need you to make all these environment and art and uh, props, um, you know, these like scenic set pieces and stuff right. like that. Things that don't really require a lot of art direction and things like that. So they send it all overseas, like just a whole bunch of it. So that like chunk of work is already gone. Like wow. that's just not even, that's barely done in the U.S. anymore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For, for large games. Um, um, that's actually crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah. there are things in that kind of need to be to stay in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, anything on the high level, like high level creative direction, things like that, that mm -hmm. needs to stay in the U.S. Um, uh, what else? Anything that requires like a an NDA or like a really strict NDA, things right, that of course um, those secrets will like if they get leaked, it will be really bad. So like high level like game design. Um, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, that stuff needs to be stayed uh, staying in the U.S. So there are some things that are safe, but other things that are just kind of like uh, grunt work. That stuff is all in danger. Right. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not too surprised with that. And I don't know. It really sucks. Do you? Um, yeah. I mean, what else can you do? They're just trying to make cuts and trying to make more money. It, it's one of the things that kind of is like it suck. Like it's cool. Like it's cool that gaming is such like a mainstream thing now and like people like doing it and it's like you know it's like this thing that's like socially acceptable now right and mm -hmm. it is it's kind of weird to like say like oh you play video games you're such a nerd when like almost everyone plays video games in like some type of degree but then as it becomes mm -hmm. more of like a business which really like you've seen in the last like couple of years this is kind of why like big studios are kind of like getting like kind of burned right like activision yeah. blizzard ea like all these big studios even valve right it's like it's become like a legitimate business. And I yeah. think when you try to make a business out of an art form, like, cause video game really is like an art form. That's when it tends to start to like fail. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Because really yeah. like the best movies right now, like there, it's very rare to find like an original movie, like the best movie, best movies that have come out in probably the last 10 years are either just like artistic <laughs> remakes of older movies or the visual artistic spin of a book, right? Which is already like yeah. a foundation of something that was already popular. Right. Exactly. And there's a reason for that, too, mm -hmm. is it's because no Hollywood studio wants to uh, risk right. 100 to 150 million dollars on an idea that hasn't been tested. Right. Yeah. And so they want to have a story that, you know, no, they know that's popular. Mm -hmm. They know that it has a fan base and, you know, there's a market for it. Yeah. And so. It's. It's really difficult to put out something that's completely original and creative. Uh, nowadays, just because they want to know that they'll make their money back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It. I don't know. What do you do? You think Fortnite will ever slow down? Because I feel like at some point it like mm. I think at some I think at first it's it was really cool that Fortnite was coming out with all these updates and stuff like that. Right. Like every couple of weeks, like new guns are added, new guns are like taken out this change that change this change but it seems like a lot of the stuff is just super negative at this point like it seems like a lot mm. of people are just like like it's so hard because we're on twitter we're on social media right like a lot of my friend like a lot of my daughter's friends play fortnite but they almost exclusively play the ltms the limited time modes they don't actually play like the core normal game you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's like there is like such a huge casual fan base in Fortnite mm -hmm. or whatever. I think that's like really what Fortnite's been like ha is starting to focus on. And it's like if we can just keep these kids engaged, add mm -hmm. new cool weapons, add this or that, like, you know, because on like I hear two sides of the story. I hear I see the Twitter posts from pros, mm -hmm. from Twitch streamers, from people who are in the scene, from like people mm -hmm. who really like the game who are my age, who are like, you know, really, really um 
complaining about the game. And then I see mm-hmm. on the flip side, like from kids and like younger generation, like, oh, this game's awesome. Or like casual people even like, oh, this is really yeah. fun. Right. And uh, yeah. kind of like the same idea, but like this is kind of what happened. Some people are saying like what happened to Minecraft, right? Like Minecraft mm-hmm. first came out and it was like really the older people who started streaming it who started playing with it, who started like tinkering mm-hmm. with it, right? It was like giant waffle, like people like our age really who got into Minecraft, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like yeah, yeah. made it really popular. But then like a year or two later, you come back to Minecraft and it's, oh, Minecraft's a kid's game. <laughs> Only little kids play Minecraft, lol. Like, you know what I mean? Because Minecraft yeah. or Mojang um, started to like adapt the game more for a casual kid-friendly audience. I feel like you could say the same thing about Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you looked at people streaming Fortnite, it wasn't really kids. It was like older people. People, you know what I mean? People who are like coming from mm-hmm. like a competitive H1Z1, people who are coming from like a competitive PUBG scene who really mm-hmm. liked Fortnite, but now you're seeing like two years later, it's like, oh, Megalo, only kids play this game. When like realistically, it's like, I think they said the average age of like a Fortnite player is anywhere between like late 20s to like early 30s, mm-hmm. right? But like it has this oh, yeah. stigma of being like a kid's game. And I feel like that's probably because somewhere in the development, Fortnite was just like, hey, let's make it like more kiddier, right? And I think you can mm-hmm. see that switch happening. Like, you probably could look yes. back in the patch notes and even the weapon design because I feel like the original weapons are just like actual guns, right? And now it's just like, <laughs> right. here's a firework launcher. Here's a yeah, here's, an here's, launcher. here's a grenade. Yeah, here's a grenade, a grappling hook that shoots a plunger. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like very mm-hmm. like weird like that. Even like the OG Fortnite skins were like pretty like taint, like pretty bad right but like <laughs> tame they weren't like all loony and like weird and like cartoony you know sure yeah but do you think they'll slow down with this development cycle i feel like eventually they'll have to right oh i think pixel oh pixel's oh. cutting out no, no you're good you're back you're back keep going was my audio okay your audio was like a little weird for a sec but you're good <laughs> okay it's probably my connection it's being weird that's okay it's okay um, keep going but uh i think it will slow down eventually and it'll settle to a point. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you're right. It's kind of like Minecraft in a way in that its appeal is largely for like kids. And that is a huge market in and of itself. Like there's nothing wrong with marketing to like the the younger group. There's a lot of money to be had there. Right. Of course. You know, these kids got their parents, you know, paying for, for their video games and stuff. So, you know, it's a lot of money to be tapped. Um, and, you know, parents are willing to pay for, like, you know, five bucks to keep their kids happy for a few hours. Right, of course. So, like, you know, whatever. But um, will it slow down? Yeah, I think it will. Mm-hmm. I think it will get to the point where, you know, it's 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 less of a competitive scene. I don't think that this has a very uh, long game uh, as far as, like, uh, competitiveness because everybody just kind of hates it in the esports world right it's too in my opinion it's too random yeah there'll be a couple of outliers right but you right. know it's it, like yeah like it's let's say like throw out a name they're like tifu he's a very good player mm-hmm. right he he yeah. wins a lot of tournaments he gets top eights in a lot of tournaments as well but i mean beyond him like i don't know anyone else who like consistently right. gets these type of pools these type of numbers um i think people care more about it being a streamed game rather than a competitive fortnite game right at least from like a twitch perspective so yeah i agree with mm-hmm. that and I think that the only reason that, that there is a competitive scene for it right now is because of how big these prize pools are. Right. Like, they're ginormous. Like, these are ridiculous-sized pools. Mm-hmm. And if, if it brings more, like, you know, younger players in, like, having these stream personalities play and stuff like that, I can see it, you know, lasting quite a while. I can still, I can see it having these large pools for quite a while. Because that's the only reason that it's drawing these names in. Right, yeah. I, I really don't think it's draw, it's it's fun enough to draw people in. It's mainly just the money. Right. Um I, I think also like um like so I kind of went over this in another podcast this morning, but uh, Apex Legends has lost seventy five percent of their Twitch viewership from a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, oh, there's a lot of factors that we've already kind of discussed on various other podcasts, but it has to do with the development cycle, how they didn't think the game was a success and they kind of had a skeleton crew already in place. Then the game kind of blew up and they're kind of scrambling right now, right? But then I think a lot of it also has to do with like, they haven't established an esports scene. So a lot of the people and a lot of the people who were streaming Apex were like, okay, where's the esports? Where are the esports? Wait, Fortnite's holding a $45 million prize pool tournament. I'm going to that piece. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, yeah, and that's and that's definitely really, pulling them back in for sure. It's really tough, and this is a, this is a point that I forgot to talk about. But Epic has kind of screwed the gaming scene <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? Because one, they're setting expectations for everybody regard in regards to esports scenes, um, how fast they put out patches mm-hmm. and all these things. The, the that speed is now becoming the norm and people are expecting that they're expecting all these battle pass things to also be like just exploding with value and all these skins and um all these other items and stuff right they are expecting that level of polish and a lot of companies are not able to do that right and it's kind of really messing with people's expectations yeah um that that's definitely like that is a thing for sure unfortunately um i don't know man i you know one of the things i always say is like or a lot of people say not just me but it's like you never want to be first to market in anything right Mm -hmm. um and so like this happened with like social media right this happens like with myspace and like other social media platforms before that and then facebook kind of came along and now um, you know, people when Facebook came out mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh, this will be dead in like a couple of years. Something else will take it over." And Facebook stuck around for the last ten to fifteen years, right? Um, I feel like Fortnite is going to be that game, <laughs> mm-hmm. unfortunately, that sticks around for a while, right? It already just had yeah. its like two year. It had its two year. I think it's coming up on three year anniversary really? Um, really? for Fortnite or whatever. At least for the BR, I know the game itself has been out for a little bit longer than that. But I think the game's going to honestly stick around for a while. And uh, I was talking to a friend about this, actually, and he said that he wasn't really too surprised that because we were talking about how realistically we don't think that Apex Legends took a lot of Fortnite people away. We think it actually took a lot of people away from other games. So we think it took a lot of people Hmm. away from probably COD br it probably took a lot of people away from like overwatch right like those type of games because the reason Mm -hmm. why people play fortnite i think is not because of i think it's because of the building i think that feature is very unique i don't think people play fortnite because oh you can aim down sight you know what i mean like oh Mm -hmm. this game you can aim down sight and stuff like that that's so cool or because it's like a battle royale per se i think it really has to do with like one probably how much money people spent on it Two, all the features creative modes and the different ways people are treating it but i think really it just doesn't it's more like minecraft or like feels way different and way more unique than other like br games like it doesn't matter how Mm -hmm. fast like another br game is with like built with uh the speed of the game the lengths of the game etc how the firing feels if it's better or feels worse Mm -hmm. like i think people are really going after it because of the building in my opinion oh yeah that's the unique part of it like no other game has that right so it also helps that uh, it's literally on every system in the world in mankind right now it's very easy to link your accounts to and i think it draws in a lot of people because like we've mentioned before it's free i remember when league of legends first came out and people kind of made fun of it because it's like a crappy freemium game Mm -hmm. but it ended up being like a really legit game and that's kind of the same thing with fortnite i think that's why there's a lot of kids on it Uh, i think that's why it has a huge install and play base as well Mm -hmm. because it's free. It's very easy yeah. to convince a kid to, hey, mom, can I download this mobile game called Fortnite? It's free. I don't have mm-hmm. to pay any, I don't have to initially pay anything for it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to be like a trend, like games as a service. Um, games are going to be low cost to start out to get you hooked. And then if you want to keep playing, you have to keep <clears throat> keep paying. Right, yeah. What? So I guess kind of going on the same video game topic, what do you think about mobile games? <laughs> Just in general, what do you what do you think about them? What do you like about them? Do you are you a mobile gamer? Um, you know, um, I'm not really much of a mobile gamer. Um, to be honest, the only thing that I'm playing right now mobile is Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Yeah, <laughs> I I really don't like mobile gaming in general. I mm. see shaking head. I know. <laughs> no one plays anymore. That's why you missed that boat so long ago, Pixel. They changed it. It's like completely different. I now. played it a couple days ago. It's the same. <laughs> no, I get you though. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully it has connectivity with the the Nintendo Switch one, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It it kind of mobile gaming has to be taking over like 
like a casual market. Like I think mobile gaming is more threatening like the 3DS or you know what I mean? Like the 3DS mm-hmm. or the PSP. I think that's why Nintendo is very smart when they made the Switch console to just combine the two. You know what I mean? Like I think it's taking away for the casual. I think it's really hitting the casual market and kids, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Play a game on their mom's phone. You know, older people can play games on it. The you know the device install is already there and stuff like that. But playing games like hardcore on my phone, uh, I just get an emulator for it. Oh yeah, and playing it on yeah, my computer. Totally, but yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally agree that it's if you're playing a game on a smartphone, it's only appealing to a certain market. Mm-hmm. And that market is usually people who aren't really heavy gamers or they're games that kind of supplement what they're already playing elsewhere. Right. Like, you know, Hearthstone for the mobile. Yeah, that's that's kind of like a supplement to like uh, playing on desktop. Mm-hmm. So you can just do the same thing um, away from your desk. Right. Uh, so, yeah, like I think it's got its own niche market. You know, it's 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 wildly successful. Of course, yeah. And uh, so I I don't like it, but there's so many people that love it. So Yeah, it will be interesting to have this conversation like 10 years from now. Um, Like, for example, like my daughter cannot play like computer games or console games very well. Like she's okay, mm-hmm. but like it, like I've been pl- like she's not that good. Like, but when she's like. But we play okay, so we play a lot of Roblox together. That's like her game right now, right? And mm-hmm. I have an account for myself that's on desktop, and then she has her account, which is on like an iPad that our family has. And like we play these like games, which are pretty much just like platformers. Like they people make maps that are like you have to jump from like platform to platform to platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's really good on like on desktop and like on desktop or like console. She can't do these platform games on there but if you give it to her on an ipad she can do it fine yeah with like the touch controls and everything which i can't do at all so it'll be really interesting because a lot of her friends too are mostly on their like like when they like this past christmas or holidays or birthdays is like oh wait what what do you guys want and it's not like uh it like right now it's not like oh i want an xbox i want a new computer i want a laptop it's like i want an ipad or I want mm-hmm. a tablet so that I can play these mobile games like Fortnite or Roblox mm-hmm. or Zombs Royale or whatever it might be, right? right? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, next birthday or Christmas or whatever comes up, next holiday comes up, it's like, oh, what do you want? It's like, oh, can I get a, can I get a gift card for Roblox? Can I get a mm-hmm. V-Bucks gift card for Fortnite for mobile? Yeah. And it's very interesting because it will be interesting to see this conversation 10 years from now because, like, I think there's a generation of gamers growing up for sure. I don't know how big it is, right? But there is definitely like a pretty substantial market of gamers growing up right now who are like foregoing consoles and foregoing PCs for an iPad because they probably grew up on it like my daughter did. When mm-hmm. you know, when she wanted to play games, it was like, Okay, well here, you can play this game on my phone for like ten minutes. You know you know, I think what it is is there's a there are different types of games. So the stuff mm-hmm. that we grew up with on consoles you get like this dopamine hit very, very far down the line. Like if you're playing Final Fantasy, you're getting that small hit like after like a disc. <laughs> after <laughs> yep. like a disc is done. Yep. <laughs> um, and when you're playing on a mobile game, they're designed so that you're always getting this tiny little dopamine hit more often. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're regulated amounts. Like whenever you open a loot box, Mm-hmm. whenever you see something flash whenever you get like this new skin whenever you get this like new little thing or whatever and these mobile games are really really good at tapping into that right yeah and i think for for kids that have shorter attention spans that really want to have that instant gratification i think it's just like it's human better. psychology like i don't even yeah. think it's specific to kids i think it's just human psychology and if you grow up sure. with that like that's just how it is you know yeah i i just mentioned kids because they're just a little bit more impressionable yeah and for sure like a better market for it mm-hmm. but like yeah like this stuff is is they they hire psychologists to come up with the, this kind of like monetization and how to get people to buy more right yeah how to precisely tune in on how um how much dopamine you're gonna get from this one little thing right so it's it's very finely tuned in order right. to make you feel bad for not playing mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see what ends up happening with like microtransactions. Kind kind of on the same thought or whatever. I wish that they found 
a way to tap into better microtransactions and card games, like digital card games, because that's what I play mm -hmm. a lot. Because I feel like even though they haven't been out for so long, like just the opening up essentially loot boxes to get the cards to play the game just seems like so old school and like anecdotal, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't think that's the right word, but like just like so primitive nowadays, you know what I mean? In today's mm -hmm. like market, you know what I mean? But then like Artifact tried to do stuff and that failed. But I think if Artifact came out <laughs> as free to play... I don't think it I think it would have been more of a success. It would have been. You know, because it, it was cool. Like yeah. you buy packs, but then you could trade cards. But then like why am I gonna play pay twenty dollars for a game I don't even know if I'm gonna like, like a card game I don't even know if I'm gonna like. Yeah. And like and then on top of that, pay for more microtransactions. And then also you have to pay microtransactions. It's not really microtransactions when it's mandatory. It's just a transaction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of weird. Um yeah, it will yeah, be in, a lot of issues. It will be, it will be interesting. Kind of um like on a side note with that, or kind of like the same topic or whatever. I did pre-order Raynad. <laughs> if you guys know who Raynad is, he's the owner of Tempo Storm. He also invented Zulok apparently in Hearthstone. <laughs> um, he is making his own card game called the Bazir or Bazaar. Bazaar. And uh, I actually, you know, I wasn't totally convinced with it. Um. When it when he first announced it, but I've been watching. He's been doing these series where every month he does an update on his game, and kind of his design philosophy. He goes through design, art, and animation, like everything. And uh, I've been watching. They're about forty minutes long, and I'm like, I got, I got convinced to buy it. <laughs> so, really, um, <laughs> the game. It I bought it. I so I bought it. Um, uh, but you don't have to buy it when the game is fully released. I bought it pretty much. It gives me early access to the game whenever like a beta build comes out in a couple months. But mm -hmm. when the game is gonna be when the game is released, it's gonna be free to play. But then the way the game is gonna work is there's gonna initially be I think about six classes in the game, and the way the game is gonna work is it's gonna work like Slay the Spire, but PvP. Okay. So basically, you have a deck of cards of like a base set of cards, and then there's a night and day phase. You play a card, your opponent plays a card, and then a shopping phase happens where you can buy cards and those cards get added to your deck and then your deck gets reshuffled and then you draw cards again and then you kind of like battle each other mm. and there's like certain cards that do certain things so like for example one of the one of the cards is like uh or one of the classes is called the merchant and what he needs to do is he needs a lot of gold in his uh reserve so you actually want to buy cards that give you more gold but you're never necessarily like actually hitting your opponent in the face Right, hmm. but after he hits like fifty gold in his deck, he wins stuff like that. But then there's obviously mm -hmm. cards that like add negative effects to your opponent's deck or removes cards from your opponent's deck, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it actually looks pretty interesting. But he was actually talking about their monetization and what they're going to do with the game, and they're going to go. Um, they're going to do a couple of things. But the first thing they're going to do is cosmetics. You'll be able to think of a Hearthstone board. You'll be able to basically theme the whole board to whatever the heck you want, at least your side hmm. of the board. To whatever cool. the heck you want, the shop, the hero, uh, the little things, the little like fidget spinner things that you can interact with on the board. But then also, when a new hero comes out, it's going to work like League of Legends, where you can just either use in-game currency to buy that hero, or just pay five bucks or ten bucks to get that hero, and you'll unlock all of its cards. Hmm. Like each hero class has about like two hundred cards. So that's how the game's okay. apparently going to work is that we're going to all start with like one hero, but then like you can just pay like five to 10 bucks to buy that hero and you'll get all past, present and future cards for that hero. Oh. So the game initially, if you really wanted to microtransaction it at the very beginning, is going to be like a $60 card game. Right, right. Right. But you'll get all past, present, future cards. So it seems interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. I don't think I've ever heard of something like that. So I don't, what do you think about that? Because we have right now, we have pretty much the, you know the initial thing right now is it's free to play but then you mm -hmm. can do these dailies or you can just buy packs and just rng cards the way he's going to do it is it's free to play and then you can do dailies to earn currency to unlock a hero class for let's say 10 bucks or you can just pay 10 bucks buy the hero class and you get 300 cards instantly mm -hmm. and then supplement with cosmetics if you really like that class what do you think about that monetization model so kind of like a league model is what he said he's basically going for there's two different types of currencies blah 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 you get the idea yeah 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 um, so, okay, so with most games, I always want to do my research. I always want to mm -hmm. see what it's like before I play it and before, especially before I plop down $60 for right. it. Right. So 
giving me a chance to like just try it out, having a free-to-play mode, and just like playing it for a little while. I'm cool with that. Right. That's, that seems pretty interesting. Um, if is wait, is there a way to actually gain all the extra classes without? Yes. It's gonna okay. yes. It's gonna have two. It's gonna have two currencies, kind of like in League, where there's IP and RP. So yes, okay. um, one of the benefits, by the way, of me or buying it in early access is I get double currency, double nice. of the free in-game currency. But yes, okay. even cosmetics will be able to be purchased for free with this okay. currency as well. So you can, in theory, pay for nothing. Okay, I'm totally cool with it. That's like that's fine for a for a monetization model for me. Um, I'm only against it when they put up like strict paywalls or things that really hamper your gameplay right um making it more difficult to play the game unless you pay something right um that i'm completely against um cosmetics are totally fine with me i, I remember when i used to hate the idea of paying Dude. for cosmetics war horse okay armor elder scrolls oblivion <sighs> dlc people that, were that, pissed dude that whole like that the whole scandal with the stupid horse <laughs> armor like how many years ago that was that it was like just a few years ago no it was like 13 years they said 13 to 14 years because that game came oh, out in 2013 probably okay probably 12 because it came out in, in my junior year of high school and that was 2007 yeah so yeah, yeah like probably, probably 12 years just how ridiculous that was it was like oh it's a single player game and you can pay five dollars to get like an extra horse armor <laughs> and i'm like and I remember sitting there thinking, why can't I just download this from like Nexus Central and like get a mod for it? Like, why, why am I why am I paying five dollars for this crap? Well, I mean, especially for a game like Sky or Oblivion that like encourages modding, like even to this day, it was pretty stupid of them. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, I remember like the entire mod community was so up in arms, like this is dumb. Yeah, and then they came out with a, a um, what was it? It was a compromise that they were actually going to help modders modders charge money for their mods did that ever come to fruition i don't think it did and if it did it was really short-lived yeah that's funny i remember thinking like this is so stupid too and look at where we are pixel and look where we are now we're 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 like oh yeah this is cool you can pay for cosmetics we're willingly paying for cosmetics Like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great income stream. Right? Oh, my gosh. I actually did send him, uh, like, there's a feedback thing you can put after you buy the game of things you want to say. And I actually did tell him I wouldn't mind if some cosmetics you could only buy with money. Because I do, like, I get it. Like, I get, like, I like his monetization model, especially that you can buy cosmetics if you want to with the free currency and never have to pay a cent. But mm-hmm. it's like at the same time, like I wouldn't mind if there was like some items that you could literally only buy with like real money because like mm-hmm. it makes it kind of more like exclusive. It does. <clears throat> and you know while I, mean? I hate saying it, like there are people who are like, uh, I'm going to buy this because yeah. I can only pay for it in this way. Yeah, that is that is like a good idea, actually. I mean, from from a business standpoint. Right. So, I I mean... I know there's going to be really super special and people are really going to want it. And that's the idea. And that's what makes it a good one. Yeah. Like I have some super rare Hearthstone card backs that, or um, Hearthstone heroes that haven't come back or whatever. And like, I don't care if people have them, but it's, it is cool to like, see them. Like, like I don't see the hero very often. Like I think one of them was Katgar they have as a mage. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And uh, he was only available for a short period of time for like a couple of weeks back in 2014 and he was exclusively on ios and mm. it was for a promotion of like earth day or something so you paid the hero was five bucks you paid for him on ios only and all the proceeds went to like apple to donate to earth day and I, you know people are like up in arms because even today there's still threads like so when's Catgar coming back <laughs> like can we get Catgar? <laughs> like i didn't play the game in 2014 you know and like i don't mm-hmm. see him very often in the game so i always use him and i think it's cool mm-hmm. that like i have him exclusively now do i care if other people get him no i don't care but there mm-hmm. is something kind of cool to be like oh yeah i'm the only one who has Catgar. like i'll see another Catgar player and i'll be like oh sure nice <laughs> another one <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. It, it's exclusive enough for it you know i i don the rarest hearthstone card back which actually you do you have that card back too because we both went to that hearthstone tournament oh the uh the tespa card back no the other one the thrill of the hunt card back or whatever thrill of victory oh. card back okay it's like yeah, a card yeah. back you can only earn by going to an official blizzard sanctioned tournament 
Mm, and that okay. was the day we went to that tournament, and then we went to Port Portola's afterwards. So you Portos. should have that card back. Yeah, 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 Portos. You should have that card back, actually. And it's kind of cool. Like, I've never seen anyone own that card back. Well, that is really cool. Because, like, there, only, there should only be about 1,500 people in the world who have that card back. Wow. Yeah. So that's it's like, that's kind of cool to, like, just have that card back, even though I'm, like, rank 20, and I'm just, like, messing around. But still, it's like, I have this card back. You don't. I'm cool. So I do <laughs> like the exclusive, like, um... Like, I do like the exclusive cosmetics for sure. And yeah. I think that's something that's, like, really, really good. Um, I don't know. But what do you think about that exclusive cosmetics? Um, I think it's I think it's fine. Um, people just have they have the choice mm -hmm. to buy it or not. And it doesn't affect gameplay. So I'm, uh, I'm cool with it. Right. Um, there are a lot of things that I wish I could buy. Like, it, it, Fortnite skins are a good example of this. Yeah, <laughs> because those pay skins are freaking really well designed. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah, and I'm I was almost tempted on several occasions to buy certain skins, even though I know I don't play anymore, just right. so I can have them. Yep, like I know how powerful of a draw these things are. Like they are just they are a good like business idea. Like just to have that 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 skin like it doesn't even matter if it's not real then and you know that it's twenty dollars it's ridiculous but it's it's such a strong draw yeah people just love to personalize their stuff you know yeah fortnite pisses me off though too because i wish it went kind of like i get it but i hate how it's like kind of an impulsive thing as well where mm -hmm. um you have to like i don't like how it's like um a limited time shop as well like on top yeah. of the on top of it being like i i like so i like how they don't have loot boxes i like that about fortnite you know i get it though that's the reason why a skin will be minimum 10 bucks or something for the skin mm -hmm. but then i don't like how the skin will end up being like well this is only around for 12 hours there's only four of them in the shop we don't know when this will come back right mm -hmm. that pisses me off and that and i wish they kind of went like a league of legends model where it's just always in the shop forever yes and there is a reason for that and it's because impulse people, right impulse is part of it it's mm -hmm. it's the feeling that it's scarce it's right. the feeling that you'll never see it again and so this is your only opportunity to get it right so people in this happens in a bunch of other like industries too like it doesn't matter what it is like it's fast food it's you know stuff in a store like a physical store mm -hmm. buy now or you'll never see it again right you know capture this while it's you know on sale and it's a deal otherwise it'll like jump up in price buy now right even if you don't need it so yeah it's the feeling that it's it's scarce it's you're not going to see it again right exactly so i get why they do it but i still hate it i i do too i don't like i don't like it because right. it does it does affect you it do, it's affected me it's 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 made me think about whether i should buy something Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's a very, very strong draw. Right, right. Exactly. Um, anyway, I think we've gone a little bit actually over the time limit oh, wow. <laughs> for our podcast or whatever. So I think that'd probably be a good time to cut it off unless there's anything else that you want to add for the week or talk about for this week or whatever. No, no, I think that's a good place to stop. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, this one kind of came out to be a video game one, which is totally cool. Um, mm -hmm. but uh yeah. If this is your guys' first time here or watching on stream live or listening to Spotify audio, we don't really have show notes or anything. We kind of just shoot the crap with anything that we want to talk about, as you guys heard from the conversation for the last about hour or so right now about the most mm -hmm. random stuff about Del Taco and stuff and sushi <laughs> and <clears throat> me having to kill a spider for my I daughter and stuff like that. But for cilantro. yeah, I think I think we ended on a pretty good note. Um you know, before we go, as always, just kind of wanted to shout out the socials. You guys can check me out on Twitch, Twitter, or Instagram at Ryan Kubo. That's R Y A N K U B O. Um, if you guys are on audio or listening to or watching us on YouTube as well, we do stream this podcast every week there, as well as many other podcasts that you guys can check out there. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. If you guys want to check out those links, they're down in the episode description or the Twitch uh, Twitch panels down below as well. Pixel, where can they find you though? Uh, you can find me at my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. 
Uh, I, you know what? I'm actually giving up Twitter. So I'm. Wait, really? When was this gonna happen? When did this happen? Uh, see, well, I I don't actually post anything on Twitter anymore. So True. I feel like okay, if I shout this out, what's the point? <laughs> okay, so what are you moving to? Twitch. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't even first... stream on your Twitch. All right. Yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Give Give me time. Here, okay, special announcement. I do want to test this out. I don't think it's going to work too well because I think we need two cameras. When squad streaming comes out for affiliates, we should do one episode of this podcast with squad streaming to see how it turns out. Oh, that'd be interesting. Okay. Right? So we both stream it, but we're both doing the podcast. We both, You know what I mean? And yeah, then we just yeah. squad stream it so that people can listen to both of us or see both of us or whatever. But I don't know how that would work with our cameras. Because right now, if you guys don't know, Pixel is not actually uh, seeing me. He has to watch my stream to see my face. But I can see Pixel because he's yeah. not using his webcam. So I think we would have to have a two webcam setup with one one webcam dedicated to Discord and one dedicated to mm -hmm. Twitch, which might be kind of annoying. But I do want to try it out. Wait, why can't I see you in, in because, this Discord call? Because my camera is already um, being used with OBS. Oh, it can't like split and use, I, like, I think we would need to get both. some type of splitter. We'd have to figure that out. But I do want to try that out. It's like some type of squad streaming. So maybe that will be the comeback stream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. Anyway, so follow him. Twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. And he's given up on Twitter. So um I don't know. Hit him up on a dating app or something if you want to. If you want to connect more with them on a personal yeah, level. Wait, Twitch how's the, the love life going too? Still single? The best at, yeah, whatever. Four up. four weeks are still single, boys. That's the update or whatever. <laughs> no, it's because you mentioned a couple episodes ago. You're like, uh, what is it? Like, my name's Pixel and I'm, I'm like self improving or something like that. Or oh, I'm new and improved. I'm new and improved. I'm like, nice. You have a girlfriend? You're like, no, I'm still single. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why i brought that up okay anyway guys we're gonna cut it off here uh we'll catch you guys later um thank you guys for hanging out we will see you guys probably next week uh if we have more crap to talk about uh but until then guys take care have a great uh evening afternoon or morning take care guys later all right see you guys